This week's episode of Twitch Talks is sponsored by my 40-hour work week, where I get paid for 40 hours, but actually work 55 with no overtime. Ah! Kill me! Welcome to Twitch Talks, everybody, the podcast where we interview successful streamers and give you actionable advice to up your streaming game. This week's episode, we're going to be talking about the good ways of networking. The next episode, we'll be covering the bad ways of networking, and although that might sound like kind of a joke, I think there's definitely actionable advice in both of these episodes, because there's a lot of bad networking, but... Occasionally, some people do some good networking, and it's good to talk about and good to practice, and hopefully this podcast helps you find a good little network of people to help grow your streams together. And so I'm going to break this out into a few different topics, uh, chatting, hosting, adding friends, playing offline, and Facebook groups. It's a little out of order. I think, first off, let's talk about Facebook groups. So... My friend Sarah, who has a stream, Pseudopoi, she's a partner Twitch streamer. She's an admin of a group on Facebook called Twitch.tv Streamers. I'll put the link in that uh, in the description for this podcast. And anyone can join. And it's a huge, huge, huge community. Some might say it's a little bit too big. There's a few more that are emerging, little subgroups from that main group that are a little bit smaller, a little bit more manageable and easier to get your posts seen by people. The Facebook algorithm's a little bit hard slash confusing to kind of get your posts seen. The more people who like it, uh, the more likely it'll be showing up on people's news feeds. So if you already have some friends in there, I'll be your friend on there. Just message me on Twitter or whatever and just say like your name on Facebook. And you know, if I ever see a post of yours, I'll be sure to like it and comment on it because I think commenting also helps your chances of being seen by multiple people. So what it is, it's just a big Facebook group of a bunch of Twitch streamers who, uh, well, it's a it's a group where self-promotion is accepted and welcomed. So what you'll see once you go to the group is just constant posts of people saying they're going live with such and such game. Um, to get your posts seen a little bit better, it's good to have some kind of clickbaity, you know, image because if you're just scrolling through your timeline, if you just have like one little block of text and a Twitch link of just saying, hello, I'm going live with CSGO, you, you might not get many likes. You might not get many people going to your channel. So it's good to have something big, uh, funny sometimes, something that catches somebody's eye. It's the same as like, you know, trying to get your YouTube video seen with uh, thumbnails. It's the same same deal. But... The group does really well when people um, use that platform to really network. So networking in that group could be you go down the line. If you see any posts that catch your eye or you see somebody that you know, you know, you go and comment and be like, oh, watched your stream last night. It was great. Don't lie about that. If you actually did watch your stream, go, go, uh, <laughs> you know, compliment that but also just liking general posts. If you do that, it helps other people. It makes them feel good. Giving any kind of positive feedback towards people's streams is super beneficial. And if they're a small streamer, anyone commenting on someone's post 
they're going to know you. They're going to recognize you. And if you do that consistently for a few weeks, you know, you become friends with that person. And that's like the big thing about this whole networking thing is a lot of people can flag networking as just sort of a business transaction. There's no feeling there. Uh, it's just so that you can profit as an individual. And it doesn't really work that way. And I, I'm going to cover that a lot in the bad ways of networking. If you're just trying to profit yourself and you're not really trying to become friends with that person that you're trying to network with, it's going to come off as not authentic and ingenuine. And they're going to see it. They're going to see right through it. And it won't be good. So find people who you think are actually funny. Find people whose streams are like really high quality. I mean, that's not a requirement, but that's what I kind of look for. I, I'm always striving to find people who are like using overlays in unique ways, using their stream deck in unique ways, mostly so I can uh, talk about it here on the podcast. I'm always trying to find someone who's doing something extremely unique on Twitch. So those are where my compliments typically strive if you like fashion or you like people's hairstyles or something like that. That's another way of just, you know, complimenting on something about their posts or about their stream. And it helps you stick out and people will eventually start recognizing your, na your name even without you link dropping. So even without saying, hey, go follow my Twitch channel, which is not the best, uh, you know, they'll, they'll recognize your name. And if you come into their stream later, you'll be able to say, hey, I'm from the Facebook group, and they'll immediately know that you're a streamer, and they'll immediately uh, associate you with a certain kind of community, which is huge, because it, it's difficult when you go into someone's stream and you don't have that prior background like a, like a Facebook group, because it's difficult to go into someone's stream and talk about the game, talk about their stream, you know, compliment their gameplay, make fun of their gameplay, whatever you're doing in Twitch chat, which is always random. Uh, it's difficult for you to really like differentiate yourself from a casual viewer who doesn't stream to a viewer who's interested in the stream, but also streams themselves. So that when the time comes for them to end their stream, uh, you know, they might think, oh, that, you know, that camera guy was super nice today. But I don't know if he streams. I don't know his channel, blah, blah, blah. But if you're saying that you're from this Facebook group that's basically only with Twitch streamers themselves, then they might be a little bit interested and try to figure out if you're streaming later. They might be more inclined to host you after their stream or host you down the line because they already know that you are a Twitch streamer and you didn't actually just explicitly say, hi, I stream games and I would like a host later. Because that sucks. No one likes no one likes hearing that. So Facebook groups are a good way. There's a lot of subgroups, like I said. This the one that I'm gonna put a link to is the biggest one. So you can get your feet wet in that and then go into some other subgroups. I know there's some Overwatch ones, there's some Fortnite subgroups, and there's just some general Twitch streaming uh, groups that are a little bit smaller and might be a little bit easier to manage and get your name out there. So I've talked about the power of hosting. I've had that entire second episode with sweaty talking about how huge hosting can be but there's a few more things that i think i can just uh lay out here for you so hosting another channel is one of the easiest and most uh, i mean it's the most 
I, I would almost say it's one of the most effective ways of starting that network conversation with another streamer. If you just had a bomb stream, a bomb is a good stream, uh, and you know, you're sitting pretty 10, 20, 100, it doesn't even matter the numbers though. You are saying that I value your stream as something that I would be comfortable putting on my channel and something that I think is quality enough to put on my channel. So when you host someone, you're basically saying that you really like their stream and that it's something that you'd like to share with your audience that you've grown. So hosting someone just starts that conversation. If you host without numbers, you know, you, you host in the middle of the night, you haven't streamed in a few days, that's just a genuine, just, hey, I like your stream. I'd like to show people who might be just on Twitch. I would like to show them your stream. But if you host them with numbers, that is another way of getting your foot in the door saying, hi, I'm a, I'm a Twitch streamer as well. I really like your stream, but then also look, I've started this journey. I stream as well. And it's just a good way to, for them to realize that they're speaking to a Twitch streamer and not just a casual watcher. So hosting is extremely important. There's the new raid feature that I covered in the last episode with the new update where you can do slash raid. That's a good way. Now, one thing I have seen, I was watching some streams last night. There was, they were streaming Rainbow Six Siege. Uh, one girl named Tatted was streaming. She had about 150 viewers. There was another girl named Ashley Ann who was streaming around 70. Um, so Tatted was sitting at like 120, 150 viewers or so, and she did the slash raid command. But I think you have to say yes to the raid for that number to show up. So I think when it came in, it was like Tatted is now raiding with a party of four just because four people out of the 150 people watching actually clicked yes to go on the raid. So I mm, until they change that, raiding is nice and all. It's it's cool to have a look at the little countdown and stuff, but uh, I, I almost think that the old way of hosting might be better just to get the actual number of the people who are watching to show up. Of course, the 150 people will still show up, but for like Streamlabs notifications and the notification that shows up in the chat log, hosting with 150 looks a little bit better than raiding with a party of four. Just my two cents, but do whatever you want. Both ways, very effective ways of networking in my opinion. The next way, this is something that not a lot of people think about and it might be, the way I describe it might not come off the way it needs to, um, there's a function called adding friends on Twitch and it's different from following because there's some people, I'm not really that way. You can see how many people a certain person is following. So you can see the follower count and the following count of someone's channel. Uh, going back to like Instagram and Twitter, I know back when those things were big, they're still big, but a big thing that people really focused hard on was, uh, having less following than followers. So it looks like they didn't just go and follow everyone and then occasionally some people came and follow back. I've never really been that way. I follow whoever I think is interesting and if they don't follow back, my my following numbers are typically more than my follower numbers on social media, which maybe I should look at, but I don't know. Either way, if someone is like that on Twitch, 
where they want to be having more followers than following, you can't see how many friends a person has, at least to my knowledge. So if you like somebody, you've been chatting with them in someone's channel for a while, you've got good synergy with them, you really like their stream, you may want to consider just like sending that friend invite and seeing if it sticks, seeing if they accept that friend invite. Because regardless if they're following, on the left side of Twitch when you're on like the, the desktop view, you know, you can see your follow channels, but you can also see your friends. And there's little information that shows up under the friends section. And it'll say watching so-and-so stream, or it'll say streaming said game. So even without someone following you back, if they accept your friend request, they can see when you're streaming. So it's another just visual indicator and reminder to that person who you've befriended that you're streaming or that you're watching someone stream and they might come in there and like have a common friend in someone's chat and just, you know, you can just chat in there. So I think adding friends is kind of an underutilized feature. It, it might be utilized, but like I said, since you can't really see how many friends someone has, I, I assume that it's an underutilized feature and I've been using it a lot. I think it's a good way you, you can add. I think some people might, um, have a feature where you can't whisper someone unless you're friends with them. And if they have that off, they might be a little bit, or if they have that turned on, they might be a little bit more hesitant to add friends, but I'm pretty sure anyone can whisper me. And uh, again, I talk about my social media that you can reach out to me on email or Twitter at twitch underscore talks. Uh, you can whisper me on Twitch too, if you have any questions, just, just saying, but so if they have that turned on, they might be a little bit more skeptical to accept a friend request. But I think most people just don't really care about that feature. So it's just, it, it's worth a shot. If you've, if you've been talking to the person and like you seem cool with them, I think they might accept your friend request. And it's just a good way for them to see what you're up to on Twitch. So the next thing to go along with, it, it kind of goes along with hosting. Um, it's definitely just a good networking tactic that I don't really see many people using, but I've I've used it. I don't know if the person I was playing with actually noticed I was doing it, but if they did notice, cool. I mean, I, I think it's just a extra layer of courtesy that you can give to a streamer, especially if they're bigger than you. Um, they, if anyone's ever talked about networking on Twitch, which, and I don't know, I'm segueing, but, um, you know, they say host, play together, you know, make friends. And those are like things you hear all the time when people talk about networking on Twitch. And networking on Twitch isn't even a very talked about topic. You know, you can watch pod or listen to podcasts. You can read books. You can watch YouTube videos about networking business and on YouTube and stuff like that. But Twitch and the live streaming platform is just, it's kind of untapped and untalked about. And I might get to that a little bit later in the show, just talking about why I think that is. But um, playing with a streamer, is kind of difficult so people might say yeah go play with them but if someone is like i don't know five six times your size if you just come in the first day and you're like please please let me play with you let me play battle battle i don't know battle right battle battlegrounds any <laughs> any game that you come and try to like ask someone to play with unless they're like the most open person in the world they're probably going to be a little bit hesitant to allow you to play with them but you go in there, you chat for a while, you don't really mention that you're streaming, 
you just try to become friends with that person, compliment them, compliment their stream setup. That's it. Complimenting their stream setup is kind of like a little bit of a hint that you stream as well. Because I don't think the casual watcher would be like, hey, I really like your OBS overlays. Because like the casual watcher doesn't even have OBS. They don't know what scenes in OBS are. So if you say like that overlay was like super unique, super creative, that kind of pushes you into a different category of viewer. They, they kind of know that you understand the streaming uh, setup and stuff like that. But you go in there, you make friends, and eventually if they have like a certain day, I, I recommend people doing that. I don't, I don't typically just play with anyone and everyone on every day. Because as mean as it sounds, you might find that one person who's just like kind of annoying, kind of obnoxious, uh, might scream a lot, might bust people's eardrums. So you don't really want to be like playing games every single day with viewers because you might get that exact that one guy who's kind of lowering the overall overall quality of your stream. But they might have a specific day set aside, Saturdays or Fridays, just for playing with fans, playing with subs. That's a common one. They weed out the crowd from getting the casual trolls who might just have pressed the follow button for free. They might just play with subs. In the example that I'm going to give, it was the case where she plays with subs. At least first, they have priority. So there's a Norwegian streamer called Binky. She was also in the Facebook group. So that was my segue in. I went to her stream. I had seen her post. She's been very active in the Facebook community, super nice to other people, giving good advice to small streamers and commenting and liking in that Facebook group. So one day I saw her go live post and I went to her stream and I said, hey, I'm from the Facebook group. And, you know, I sat in there and chatted for a really long time. And, you know, so she knew I was streaming. She knew I was a streamer. I liked her stream. I caught, I caught myself like watching for like three hours while I was at work. Sorry, work. But, you know, it was just kind of over there in the corner and it was entertaining. She was super nice. She responded to almost every single chat message, was a, just great at interacting with the people watching her stream, which is great to see. And so I subbed to her. I don't know if I use my Twitch Prime, which is basically free, or if I just use my $5. I've been subbing to a lot of people, and that's another way of networking. But um, so I subbed to her. And then when I got home from work, you know, she was looking, so there was a queue. She had a Nightbot command that added you to the queue of people to play PUBG with. Players Unknown Battlegrounds for anyone who doesn't know what PUBG is. But so I subbed to her and I entered the queue. And when I got home, she put me in the game and I talked. I wasn't like, hey, Binky, uh, please, please go follow Palm on Twitch. I didn't say any of that. I just played with her and... Didn't expect anything of it. I didn't stream during that time. So one thing, and this is a bad way, which I'm giving you a little bit of spoilers for the next episode, but one of the worst things that I think you could do, especially if you're if you're playing with someone who's has a bigger audience than you, is for you to be like talking over them while they're trying to interact with their stream and even a little bit worse is if you have like five viewers and they're talking. If you forget to mute Discord and you're like, hey, so-and-so, thanks for the follow um, while they're streaming, it's just kind of like it's unasked for 
um, unwanted advertisement self-promotion for someone who is allowing you to expose yourself on their platform that they've grown. So my tip to you is if you do get in one of those situations to play with somebody, at least the first time, just focus on nothing but being a good teammate, a good player, make them laugh. Don't try too hard, but you know, just being a, a pleasant person to be playing with and don't focus on streaming. So if you get the chance to play with somebody, just don't stream that first time. Later on, maybe the second time, you could start up your stream, you could be streaming, you know, you could be nice and put their name in your title. And yes, eventually, people who are watching that larger streamer who you're playing with might say, might wonder, oh, does CPOM stream? And then later on, they can, you know, search and say, oh, yeah, there's a guy named CPOM who's streaming at the same time playing the exact same game. I guess that's the guy who's been playing with that person. So it's just a good way of getting your name out. But the not playing the first time while playing, not streaming the first time you're playing with them, I think it's just an extra layer of courtesy to give to them to kind of just be nice and thank them for allowing you to play with them and showing you and showing your voice on their platform. So the last subject that I kind of want to talk about is just subbing. And I know this isn't a this isn't an option for some people who might not be financially stable or semi-stable. Um, I think subbing is just like the next step. Subbing, donating bits, any of those ways is just an extra layer of appreciation and support to your fellow streamer. So a lot of times I catch myself recently, I've just, you know, it's the holiday season. I see people grinding out there on Twitch and I see a lot of people who are doing it full time. And I know that their livelihood is made by Twitch subs and donations and stuff like that. So if I have an extra few dollars or I ate McDonald's or some cheap crap that day, and I have, and I know I have a few extra bucks. I find myself subbing to these other streamers as just a way of thanking them for streaming and just showing my extra level of support. So the next time you come in there to talk with this new friend that you're trying to work with and communicate with and network with, they see that little sub badge. They remember that you gave your hard-earned money to them, and it just goes the extra mile in letting them know that you're wanting to support what they love to do. So subbing bits, uh, Streamlab donations, any of those things are, is just an extra thing that if you can do it yourself, like don't make yourself go broke. Don't be like those people who are giving, unless you're just a billionaire, don't, I'm not telling you to be like those guys who give shroud and people like $4,000 donations because I don't even think that works on people of that caliber. I don't think the person who gave $7,000 to Shroud actually is like buddy buddies with Shroud right now. It's just, it's thankful, like he, he's thankful for it, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't go broke on this. So if you just have some extra dollars, I think uh, subbing, donating is just a good way to get your, get your foot in the door and just go the extra mile. So um, what I find myself sometimes doing when I sub to somebody, it's just another way of, um, 
So a little bit of background, I guess. I, I work 40 hours a week. I said that in the intro. <laughs> um, then I come home, stream for three to four hours. I don't really find too much time to be spending in someone else's chat. Uh, if I'm not doing anything at work, I might have a stream up and occasionally talk, but mostly lurk. Um, so I find that any any extra thing I can do to somebody to show hot, like say, hi, I appreciate your stream. I appreciate what you're doing, like your grind, whatever. Um, but I can't actually just be in your stream for the entire eight hours that you're streaming. That's that's kind of the routes I've been going recently is just like subbing, hosting, talking when I can, but I just can't be there for like the eight hours that, that someone's streaming. Um, so I typically use those other methods, uh, try to network on like the Facebook groups. Um, Twitter is a good way as well. Um, it's pretty common that say someone has 20,000 followers on Twitch. They might only have like 1,500, 1,000 or less followers on Twitter. So go follow the people that you want to be friends with on Twitter, communicate with them there, like their tweets, comment back. Uh, it's a smaller area for you to work in, and it's a little bit less cluttered with just casual Twitch spam. So Twitter, Facebook, Twitch, all those are good, good places to go. Instagram's a good one as well. Um, so that's kind of where I'm at on ways of networking. If you have any good suggestions or good tactics or tips that you've seen or you've done personally, please let me know. Twitch underscore talks on Twitter. Uh, Cameron at twitchtalks.tv is my email. You could follow my stream at twitch.tv forward slash cpalm. And you could whisper me on there. You can talk in my chat. I've seen a few of you guys come over. Um, and say that you enjoy the podcast, that it's been helpful, and that really does keep me motivated on doing this, that I'm helping out someone, because I, I've i said this, I think, probably in the first episode, I made this podcast because this is the podcast that I wanted when I started Twitch streaming, and I haven't made it big. You, you know I haven't made it big. One thing that I do want to touch on, I think people who have made it big aren't really in a situation to make a podcast like this right now. Um, they might have implemented some of the tips that I'm talking about. I know they have because I've talked to a few of them and I will hopefully interview them in the future. But these people who are doing this full-time, they might be full-time streaming 12 hours a day. They might be editing YouTube videos after that. Then they still have to have a social life. They don't really have time to jot down and really like reflect on how they got in their situation. They're just grinding full-time and don't really have the time to go and make a podcast. I'm not even sure if I have the time to make a podcast, but I'm trying my best to get as many episodes out as I can that are quality, that aren't rushed, and that are helpful to the person starting up, helpful to even some intermediate or maybe even some pro streamers. Hopefully, we'll get some good advice from this podcast. So uh, keep that in mind. I am doing my best to get as many episodes out as I can. And um, talking about time management, Real quick before this stream ends, stream ends, podcast ends, um, you might have to cut out some things in your life to allot some time for strictly networking. Um, you know, I said I work 40 hours, I stream for four hours, I got to eat, I got to sleep. I might need to like cut out or use my off days, which are typically Wednesdays, 
to put aside like two hours to stream hop in between some of the people who I want to support. And so you might just need to put networking on the schedule, put it on the calendar and set aside some time to really go hard at networking. Because if you're just trying to like fit it in at the end of the night, like I've done in the past, you know, you're, you're tired. You typically turn off the stream when you're no longer like functioning as a human. Uh, so if you're trying to fit in a bunch of networking at night, you might stay up too late and then just be exhausted the entire next day. So you may need to put networking on the calendar for it to be really effective. And that's something that I'm really going to try in the next following weeks. So let me know if you have any tips, if you have any good tactics that I could adopt or that people who are following this podcast can adopt, I can make a revision or maybe I can add it into the bad ways of networking episode. I'll just squeeze it in. Um, that'll be coming out later this week, but I appreciate all the support. I, I appreciate all the, the ratings that you've been giving on iTunes and other podcast platforms. And I really, really do appreciate the people who have came by my Twitch stream and said the kind words and followed and really your, your kind words, your, your thanks for, you know, getting advice out of this podcast is really what keeps me going guys. So I really do appreciate any support that you can give to this podcast. So I hope you enjoyed, hope this helped and feel free to reach out to me on Twitter. Again, that's at Twitch underscore talks on Twitter. Um, and you can come see my stream Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, and it depends on if I'm doing anything on the weekends, uh, Saturday and Sunday at twitch.tv forward slash cpalm. So thanks again for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode where we discuss the bad ways of networking. Hope you have a great day, and we'll see you on the next episode.